This is episode 225 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, If you're pregnant and want step-by-step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth, and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery, my Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand, self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels strategies to help common pregnancy pains and pelvic floor symptoms, my top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor, how to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing, key strategies for your partner to support you during labor, and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to bumptobirthmethod.com to see what other expecting moms have said about bump to birth and to enroll today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. And today we're going to be talking about some tips that could be helpful, you know, for adjusting exercise as your body changes in pregnancy. And when thinking about this episode, I purposely didn't say first trimester, second trimester, or like a certain amount of weeks in pregnancy, because everybody is going to go through changes at different times. So really take this in of what works for you, what's going on with your body, how you're feeling, because we also know there's many other symptoms like fatigue, nausea. There's so many things that are going to affect how you feel doing exercise. So just take this wherever you are in pregnancy, just to help you adjust as pregnancy progresses. So the first tip we wanted to go through is this mentality of all or none especially if you're coming into pregnancy, being fairly active before, if you consider yourself an athlete, like of, of any level, or just in general, 
quite active. This is really key. And it's actually going to also prepare you for postpartum. Jess and I have talked about in other episodes too. There is a big adjustment with exercise, especially early postpartum, but as time goes on too. So this, I thought is just a really good thing to kind of talk about initially. You know, you may need to adjust how you're exercising, how often you're exercising, how long you're exercising based on how you're feeling. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Jess? Mm-hmm. Dang, it's so tough. It can be really, really challenging for people. And as you're saying, especially if you're coming into pregnancy and activity and exercise is something that you have had a pretty structured routine around. You have had these routines about exercise that you have built or been building for quite a long time. If you're someone like me who has used exercise in these specific ways for periods of time to control your body composition or to, you know, potentially try to keep your body as small as possible, it is, uh, it is a time that can challenge you in a lot of ways. So just know that that is really common. And that's a thing that you're probably going to feel some discomfort over. It's also a time that like you're saying, Anita can, can be a good practice time, especially for what's to come throughout this pregnancy or during this pregnancy, as your body is going to change so immensely. And then postpartum, as you're going to experience so many more changes again, if we can kind of continue to practice settling in and just getting curious around our thoughts about it all, rather than clinging so tightly to what we have done or what we want to be doing. If we can settle into all the stuff that's coming up, it makes this a little bit less struggly with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I find one of the first physical things people often will feel as they grow in pregnancy is kind of their center of gravity is shifting back. Like commonly, because we're growing typically more in the front, that we start to shift our weight back. And then people start to notice like my balance feels off or when I do this certain type of exercise, like it just, it feels really different. It feels really awkward. Like I'm not even really sure how to continue doing this the way I was doing it. So what Jess and I both often talk about, both for pregnancy and postpartum, is this idea of bringing our ribs forward over our pelvis. So when you think of this, it's, it is essentially shifting your weight more forward. And when you're pregnant, it can feel really exaggerated because of what I just mentioned. Like you may not even notice that your body starts to be more into your, or your weight starts to be more in your heels. So shifting your weight forward can feel really, really awkward sometimes initially, but it, it honestly can make such a difference with continuing movement, but also I find symptoms because for example, with walking, I find when people start to get the strategy down, they're often able to walk more comfortably or longer or longer within their pregnancy. Um, Whereas if your weight is back, you eventually start to get that kind of pregnancy waddle, which often I find people can experience back pain or pelvic pain with. So this shift of bringing the ribs forward over the pelvis 
can be quite helpful. So I find the sooner you can start thinking about this, it could actually really help with day-to-day movement, but exercise in general. Yeah. This is something that I see with our pregnant fitness coaching clients too, is just this, they're reporting that they just feel weird now moving in ways that they have done for so long or movements that they have done, you know, so many times before getting pregnant or before their body feels this way. It just feels kind of weird and different and they're not quite able to communicate what the thing is, but it is exactly what you are saying, the center of gravity shifting. And when we introduce those strategy of shifting that body position into the slight forward lean, they just feel like, okay, yeah, that feels a bit more centered and rooted now. And that goes into our next tip. And that's around, I find first it's connecting to your breath. If you've heard the podcast for a bit, or if you're new, this might be a new concept for you. This idea of connecting our breath. So our, our diaphragm is our deep breathing muscle, and it can often work well with our pelvic floor and our, our core in general. So being able to connect to our breath. And Jess and I will often talk about this idea of breathing into your ribs or the, or like an umbrella type visual. And that comes a lot easier when your ribs are over your pelvis. So often I'll have people test out first. I'm like, okay, I just want you to stand. I don't want you to like change anything about your posture and take some deep breaths. And we kind of just observe, I am observing them, but I have them feel what it feels like in their own body. And often they're like, you know, it's in my chest. It's very much in the front of my body. As soon as we go into that ski jump or that ribs over the pelvis, it automatically typically goes into their ribs. And I'm like, I didn't tell you to change how you're breathing at all. We just adjusted how you're standing or we retested in sitting or we retested with movement. So I find first it's connecting to your breath and then layering on the pelvic floor and core. Typically we'll start with this idea of you, as you inhale, the pelvic floor relaxes, as you exhale, it engages and lifts and kind of repeating that. And again, that's kind of a great foundation to start with. And then again, we play around with that when it comes to movement, but we do want that idea of not just squeezing and clenching, which often, if you've heard of traditional Kegels, when they're explained, usually that's what it is. It's just kind of clench your pelvic floor at, you know, stoplights or like, in bed or anything like that, but really it's this ebb and flow. We need length and strength. And so often we'll talk about that. And another way I like to talk about is flexibility. We want flexibility in our pelvic floor. We want to be able to gauge and relax it. And then when it comes to birth, we focus on that relaxation component because for a vaginal birth, that actually can be helpful of the relaxation during labor. So if that's the first time you're hearing it, I know that can sound like a lot of steps. Um, but to give you an overall view of like, we want to connect the breath and then add on the pelvic floor and core and not just isolate the pelvic floor and just clenching it. So next we also want to go into when it comes to exercise, Jess and I both feel that a balance of strength and mobility work often feels the best for people and can often help with symptoms. So sometimes we'll have clients come in that are more focused on one or the other. Let's, for example, they've always strength trained, but like mobility was never really something or like yoga, anything like that. They're like that, you know, I've never really kind of dove into that for exercise. And so I explained to them actually 
let's keep you strength training because that's going to be so helpful in pregnancy and prepare you for all the physical demands of postpartum. But if we can add some mobility work that actually will, will help with like different aches and pains you're currently experiencing. It's also going to prepare your body when it comes to labor. So you can get into all the different labor and pushing positions that you may want to get into. So I do find both is actually often the best thing that people find feels the best in pregnancy. What about with your clients, Jess? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is something that we see again and again for people. And especially those of us (laughs) in my second pregnancy, I was just so uncomfortable basically all of the time. So it was so beneficial for me to layer in more of these mobility type flows or circuits. And I'm talking like mini circuits, maybe one or two times a day, just moving through some exercises and positions for say three to five minutes at a time, but it was strength training and the mobility work was the thing for me that helped me to physically feel much better, but also mentally and emotionally feel like I could get through many days. That feeling of discomfort in your body and pregnancy can be a really specific and special kind of hell, honestly. And yeah, I see this in our fitness coaching clients all the time. Even those like mini circuits of mobility work can really influence how they feel in their bodies. And I just want to highlight one thing that you said was that I loved when you're talking about strength training and pregnancy, one of the benefits to helping you prepare for the demands of postpartum. I love when we talk about exercise and pregnancy in that way, specifically strength training or these more intense types of exercise, because generally what we have been told is that let's do these strength training or workouts in pregnancy to help us to prepare for birth. But really what we know and we see is that it might be more impactful that it supports you in your postpartum period. And then like you're saying, the mobility type work can be so beneficial and translate into laboring, preparing for birth, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what I love. We have so many of these discussions on the podcast and often I'll, you know, on social media, I'll talk about it as like prehab. So this idea, anything you're doing when it comes to an injury in general, so we're talking about physio, if someone is to go for surgery, most surgeons like shoulder, um, back, like anything, it's always like, you need to go to physio first and you need to do strength training, mobility, balance, like all these different things. Because the surgeon knows that's going to give them better surgical outcomes. They want better outcomes for their their patients. There's research there to show that that helps. So I find when it comes to birth, like, I don't know why it's not talked about more. Because it's this idea of whether you have a vaginal or a cesarean birth, we need to be preparing you for postpartum. Because there is a compromise in your body either way, even if you're thinking you're like, well, I had a vaginal birth. I had no stitches, no tearing, like pretty what like quote unquote straightforward. That shouldn't really change my body very much, but it's like, you went through a pregnancy and the hormone changes. Like there is so much still to recover from that by doing strength and mobility and pregnancy can just really set you up to help with your recovery. And then another part I wanted to bring up about strength training 
and I know you see this a lot, Jess, too, and experienced yourself is if you're going into pregnancy strength training, and it kind of depends what that means for you. Like if you've done barbell work or kettlebell or like dumbbell, like there's so many strength training is kind of this umbrella term when it comes to pregnancy, as your belly grows, you may need to modify things to keep you strength training, but it just may look a little bit different. So I was wondering if you could talk a bit about that, Jess, kind of some of those adjustments that people could find really helpful so that they continue strength training. It just, there may be some modifications with how they're doing it. Yes. And this is why I love strength training for exercise in pregnancy, because we can modify in all of the ways to keep people moving as comfortably as possible for as long as possible. And like you're saying here, this tends to be that high impact or things that are heavy, heavy loads, and that's relative for everybody, probably won't feel so excellent maybe right away, maybe as you get further into the third trimester, it's just going to be dependent on your experience during this particular pregnancy. So we can adjust in so many ways. And why I love strength training exercise or resistance-based exercise is that we can still have loading. We can still have intensity. We can still have increased heart rate and breath rate in this appropriately challenging or safe way, but keep you doing that in a way that actually feels good on the body, the abdominal wall, the pelvic floor. And you see this with coaches, fitness pros, health practitioners who are so good at modifying on the fly for people who might be feeling uncomfortable or not great in an exercise. So just know that if this thing that you're doing in pregnancy, this exercise or activity is starting to not feel good and you think that you need to stop, stop exercising, stop strength training, just know that there are so many ways that we can modify to keep you doing similar types of movement or getting a similar impact, working a same part of the body, but in a different way. Yeah. And I think to go along with that for people, again, if you come into pregnancy, being quite active to know that modifying it's not a weakness. Like it doesn't mean that you're any weaker than the person next to you doing this, whether at the gym or whatnot, like just to know, like modifying does not equal being weaker. I find it's the smarter move in terms of when it comes to pregnancy. Cause again, it's also going to set you up mentally postpartum when there will be modifications again, and progressing back to activities that you love doing. So just to keep that in mind, because I, I do see that come up or I hear from clients, you know, that they're like, I didn't know how to modify or like, I just felt like I couldn't modify because the people that were around me and that type of thing. So we both fully understand, again, pregnancy, exercise and pregnancy, there's the physical component, but also there's the mental component to it as well. And that brings us to our last tip around high impact type exercise. So whether it's running or jumping in pregnancy, because there is a lot of, again, mixed information around this, either, you know, if you did it before you were pregnant, just keep doing it. And then there's the opposite of like, stop doing everything as soon as you know, you're pregnant. 
And I feel like there's this like middle ground to it. And I think it's also based on how people feel, but then also understanding around there are more demands on our pelvic floor in pregnancy, just in general, not even talking about high impact. And so just keeping that in mind, if you do want to continue those activities, it can be helpful if you're able to have guidance from a health or fitness professional who is very experienced in this area. Because having that guidance on symptoms you might be experiencing, but even just understanding the changes that are going on in your body, so then you can make those informed decisions of what types of activity that you do want to continue with. Because I don't think that's the conversation that's being had. Usually people are told to stop doing this because it could be harmful for the baby, which if medically someone can continue exercising, that's typically not the concern. But if people even understand the changes going on in their own body and, you know, pelvic floor and core and all that too, then they can make decisions based on what feels best for them to continue throughout pregnancy or up until a certain point, that type of thing. What do you find with your clients, Jess? Yeah, I think this is so interesting because it basically circles back to the very first thing we were talking about, which is letting go of the all or nothing mentality. And we live in the gray when we talk about this, especially pregnancy and postpartum exercise. I think that you need to get really honest with yourself when it comes to prenatal exercise and why you want to be doing the things that you are doing, especially if you are pushing or forcing yourself into movements, exercises, workouts. If you have these inklings or these deep knowings that, you know what, this actually doesn't feel amazing. This doesn't feel really great. And I'm still doing it because... X, Y, Z. What are the reasons that you want to be exercising in pregnancy? And the conversations with our clients is what it comes down to is often that they wanted to make it to a certain point in pregnancy, still being able to do the thing, or that they're worried that if they stop doing the thing, that they are not going to be able to do it for so long, or it's going to take them so long to rebuild, or that their body is going to change faster in this way which often is getting bigger or losing strength and they're feeling nervous, anxious, uncomfortable about it. So again, we just need to get honest with ourselves and figure out the whys. Why are we trying to exercise in these particular ways during pregnancy? And I just see this come up a lot for things like high impact or higher intensity exercise in pregnancy. Yeah. And I think it's just, again, having that discussion or like, what would be other options? Because I think some people think, well, all I know is running. Like, I don't know what else I would do to get that same feeling or get that same cardio or intensity. And there's, if it's the intensity you're looking for, there are definitely other options that aren't high impact that you can get that from if it's that you want to get your heart rate up and have those types of exercises continue in your pregnancy, there are definitely other options. For some people, the running is like, I want to exercise outdoors. And that's the only thing I know I can do outside. And it's like, okay, let's go over other options to exercise outdoors. What feels good to you? Or for some people, it's like you said, they don't want to lose the running kind of movement but they feel okay not having the impact. Like it might not feel great on their body, but like, I don't, they're like, I don't want to lose that. So then we're like, 
okay, let's see about the elliptical. Like that's a running type motion without the impact. So I think that's a really good conversation and thought to have with yourself of like, do I know other options that will give me that same feeling of what Jess talked about? Like, why do you want to do it in the first place? And then are there other options? And then kind of step back and see what feels that like the best decision for you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth.